0: Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Grant Talks Funny Bits. Um, This week we are testing once again the 1080 HD option. Um, So we tried this before, we had some sound issues. So if you're out there and you can hear me, please let me know in the comment section. um, And then I know everything is going good. Uh, Tonight's guest, um, we've had hypnotists from all over the world on this show. Tonight we've got a hypnotist that has been all over the world and his hometown is just down the road from me here which is amazing this guy not only is a stage hypnotist of over 20 years you can see him in panto music videos television shows this man gets everywhere he is Mr. Entertainment, as well as that, has also got a book on stage hypnosis, which is a real nuts and bolts and tells you about the real life of, of a working stage hypnotist. So without further ado, I'm going to play my little bit of graphic and then we'll bring our guest on. So please make some noise, bang your keyboard, get in that comment section and welcome to Grant Talks Funny Bits, the man, the myth, the legend that is Awesome Rawson, Dave Rawson. Hi,
1: Hi. thank you for uh, allowing me the chance to chat with you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for for coming on. I mean, I think you're the same as me. We're not, we've not got too many gigs in the book at the moment. So it's nice to have a bit of spare time, Uh, but it's, Good to have you in the UK at this moment in time. You're probably one of the most well-travelled hypnotists that's out there. I know you do love your travelling, um, but yeah, I mean, where did where did that start from? I know you were in the navy originally. Uh, yeah. What took, you, what took you from the navy to the stage?
1: Well, when I was I was in the navy 22 years, and seven years prior to, to before I left, um, I, I was always a magician from the age of 20, but about 33. I took up stage hypnosis after reading the Ormond McGill book.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, then that enthralled me. And then I just started doing shows when I wasn't at sea. And then I thought, this is what I want to do. Seven years later, when I leave the Navy, I want to go live in the sun.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I'm performing in the sun. And that was my dream. And then seven years later, the Navy kicks you out. And uh, so that's why I just turned professional and went straight to Spain, and and that was it. And it was my life for twenty years. I
0: was going to say, yeah. I mean, you were you you resident uh, in Ibiza, um, Hong Kong. Uh, it was it's a hard rock cafe in Hong Kong. You did, uh, yeah. Fun. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You you've definitely been around the world. Do you think uh, your your Navy or military experience has helped you with your stage presence? And I was speaking to Richard Barker, ex-military, Carl uh, Smith, ex-military. Uh, quite a lot of um, good professional hypnotists have got some kind of police or military or entertainment background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because in the military, they they Uh, teach you various things and then you do a bit of teaching or instructing. I was in instructing for three years um, at uh, Institute of Naval Medicine. So I was teaching a lot of students uh, for three years before I left the Navy. So there's all that that helps as well. used to talk to people, you know, being in classroom and and so many. So, yeah, that helped a a big deal as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that – As a performing hypnotist, um, you very much like me in the sense of we've not been, we've not really pushed the training side of things when it comes to stage hypnosis because we're out there doing stage hypnosis, Um, and there's there's a lot of people not you know not not to slag off anybody in the industry, but there's a lot of people that train stage hypnosis that don't do stage hypnosis, and those that do it don't want to train people because it's you know it's it's taking money out of our pockets really, so.
1: Absolutely agree with you. I, I I, I, only used to teach one person a year. If they'd mm. come out to Ibiza, I'd teach them, and that was it. I wouldn't teach anymore because, yeah. again, it was my livelihood, and I didn't want them to come to Ibiza and, you know, take my job, some younger guy coming in yeah. and ditching some older guys. So uh, that's, that was just my personal choice, you know, so I just yeah. did that. I only taught a handful, but... Yeah, it's something I enjoyed doing and they're out working and uh, one of them has now sadly passed away, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. but I enjoyed it, yeah.
0: Speaking, speaking of teaching, we've got uh, Brian Glenn, who runs uh, InnerVisions Hypnotherapy School, who's in sunny Spain himself. Now he's, he's here to say hi, so hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Brian. Hi. Whereabouts in Spain is he? um brian whereabouts in spain are oh, you yeah, i think it's uh i don't know <laughs> but brian will let us know in the comments and then we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up uh, i believe he lives in a cave though which which sounds weird um but he's got this beautiful uh property out there which is is like a, a nice house that then moves yeah. into a cave as well which is is really cool um, but yeah he, he he's an ex-stage hypnotist that runs uh, probably one of the biggest hypnotherapy training schools. So, yeah, he's a great guy, nice guy. Um, so, yeah, um, obviously um, we're both grounded at the moment, as I think every stage hypnosis is in the world. And it's, it's one of those things, because of what we do, it's difficult to see where the end is in sight for that when we can be back on stages again. Um, but, yeah, you've had, some, um, you've had some challenges in your career recently with your, your health. Uh, which is I, I I was explaining to somebody this afternoon. They went, oh, uh, who's who's this Dave Walsh? I Went, oh, it's awesome, awesome. And I was going, she's going, why is he awesome? I went, because he just he just can't kill him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're indestructible. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, at the moment, yeah. The <laughs> moment, yeah. Oh, so yeah, uh, Brian says he's thirty minutes from Benny Oh yeah, I know Benny
1: Yeah. Benidorm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm. Jeff's here as well. Uh, just great to see another episode. So the good thing is we've got we've got sound this week. I've been testing this this out uh, uh, the software, and a couple of weeks ago I had Richard Barker on. Um, right. It was it was HD like it is tonight, but we had no sound whatsoever. Uh, so we'd got all the way through the show before I saw the comments, and it's like oh never mind. So luckily we've got it going tonight. But again, that's that's one of the things about being on stage. You know, we've got to learn to kind of juggle chainsaws because anything can happen at any moment. And, uh, you know, you've got to, you've got to roll with it. What's the, and I suppose you get asked this all the time, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you on stage, Dave?
1: Oh, God. The strangest or, or the, God. The strangest <laughs> thing is when nobody comes on stage and you have to go home. Yes. That's the thing. And that has happened to me quite a few times when yeah. no and I've been in a venue and nobody's come on stage and you can't shift them on stage full of no money and so I would just go home it used to really upset me in the beginning and now I just okay I'm off home I go home Yeah, but you know
0: it happens to us all. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it's. Oh. I always say that there used to be. Uh, I'll not mention names, um, but I can get carried away as a bit of a gossip sometimes. Um, there used to be a very busy stage hypnotist in the UK that doesn't work anywhere now. Who always said that he shows he always knocked it out of the park. Never had a bad show. Never had no no shows. None of that. And I kind of thought you're either lying, yeah. or you're not doing enough shows. Yeah,
1: exactly. you know.
0: You know, I always say, uh, out of ten shows, you've got two where you smack it out the park and you you can walk on water. You know, yeah. you've got loads of shows in the middle that are, you know, mediocre, oh, yeah. still still good, what? But we would call mediocre. And then every now and then you get one of those that just when you think you're yeah. brilliant, you get that show that teaches you a, a, a lesson or two. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that though because otherwise you'd be up there all the time wouldn't you and you'd be yeah. thinking you were this and that and you're not you're just a normal person doing a job so when yeah. he hits you in the in the face you're like wow so yeah. uh, you know oh yeah yeah
0: yeah and i think that's that's the right mindset um it's yeah. it is it's a job it's it's what we do kind yeah. of you know normally day in day out it becomes a job i know sometimes and i speak to uh Ian d about this um sometimes the mental health of performers is, is at risk because you'll go to a show, you know, you've got the, the highs of the show, the lows of the show, and then the long journey home, and that can, that can take its toll on you sometimes. Yeah. So, obviously, you love the sunshine. Um, yeah. What, what do you feel is the main difference between, between a UK audience... And like uh, like Hong Kong, Thailand, or an Asian audience versus a Resort audiences. Which is your favourite crowd to work to?
1: Cruise ships. Yeah. Because the, the, to them, the, you've got a ready-made audience, and they just yeah come on stage. You've been on them, and they come on stage, and, and it's it's the easiest show I've ever done in the world. Easy. Mm. Um, in Th- in Thailand, Hong Kong was good because I had a translator. And so that was very strange uh, mm. because you're saying it in English and you get some of the people who do speak English, some of the Chinese, and then some who don't speak any English at all. And then you're having to wait for her to translate it before you're waiting for the action. And it's surreal, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I've not, you know, not up until this moment, I've not worked with a translator yet. The yeah. one of the very first cruise ships I ever did, most yeah. of the audience were retired Germans that couldn't speak very good English. I wish wow. I'd have had a translator on that one. That was a that was a challenge. I'm
1: sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So that so that's the, the the only difference. The Ibiza audiences, um it many years ago, when I used to do the 1830s, that they mm. were great, they were so easy. And then about ten years on the line, I saw the as the kids, Dara said, growing up and coming through. It was they were changing, yeah. And it it was it was terrible. You you were getting abuse. You get it was awful. And in the end, I just stopped doing the eighteen thirties because of yeah. the abuse I was getting, which I didn't need. Didn't ask for. I was just out there to do a show. You yeah. know. But in the beginning, they were great. And then the other shows um, that I used to do in the B30s are just all family shows because. Yeah. It is all family-oriented hotels that you work in, at, and yeah. that's it. So, yeah, all
0: family shows. I think I think stage hypnosis has, has moved along those lines. I think it did used to be, you know, you had to be the most outrageous, the most shocking, the most whatever. Um, but I do think it has now, in the UK market, it has moved to a more family-friendly show. You know, yeah. holiday parks now do a lot of hypnosis shows, and it is, you know, if, if you're doing that material that's going to, offend people holiday parks aren't going to like it but yeah it's it i mean you know i'm biased and i'm sure you are too i think comedy stage hypnosis is one of the best types of shows you can put out there because you've got everything you've got comedy music laughter drama it's all there it doesn't have to be let's get someone you know doing something ridiculous and i think it can undermine it a little bit sometimes
1: yeah absolutely yeah and the humor, the comedy comes from them not from you you're the vehicle exactly. they are the, the the ones who are were who who making the show
0: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> So we've got a, a clip here from your show, which is a great clip as well. Um, I'm going to play this now and then afterwards we'll have a bit of a chat about it. But, it's, you know, it's, there's multiple levels of stuff in here. For hypnotists that are watching, that are interested in stage or performance side of hypnosis, like for hypnotherapists that want to do public talks, there's, there's a great examples of this, of working with a, a loud, you know, quite boisterous audience, but your control is there throughout um, and it's, it's, yeah, your stage presence is really great in this. So I'm going to bring this clip in now and I shall see you on the other side.
1: Uh, have you ever met me before tonight's show? No. no okay. And, uh, we're going to have a competition, right? I am going to try and read your mind. You can give me three questions about yourself. If I don't get them, then you can have a drink off me every question I get wrong. Is that okay? So as an example, you can say, "Right, Dave, what number house do I live at? What's my favourite number? What car do I drive?" Uh, any, any question at all, and I'll try and read your mind and get the answer. Is that okay? Right. So, Liz, I've never met JoJo before. Here we go. We'll have a little guess. Here we go. So, first question then, JoJo. Oh, you God, What drive. car do you drive now, Liz? gentlemen, it's in these um, mediums, psychics, and everything. You wonder how it's done tonight. I'm gonna show you how it's done. She just asked me what car does she drive? I'm gonna read her mind and tell her. Here we go. Sleep, hold your balance. Jojo, what car do you drive? Good. When you wake up, you ask that question, you cannot remember that you told me the answer. Not remember you told me the answer Well, I do it by the it? A little competition you can ask me three questions and anything I've all about yourself if I you don't get them you can have a drink any question i get wrong is that okay yes hon. would you like to ask me question number one what car do i drive what car do you drive It's each uh, say uh, uh, your lady each for a red one yeah a citron yeah In three is that right how do you know that is that right yeah okay Ask me question two. make it a bit more difficult for me what's my cat's name what's your cat's name okay good sleep What's your cat's name? I've got four. Four? <laughs> You've got to remember these now, I'm telling you. Here we go. Tell me, here we go. I've got arrow, arrow. Arrow. Peanut. I'm glad she said peanut, yeah? Ticks. Ticks. Cocoa. And cocoa. And right. I like chocolate. Good. Arrow. Do you know? Twinks and? Coco. Okay. You're going to remember it because I'm going to say I don't know. I'm going to ask the audience and she'll be amazed. We go. So when you wake up, you'll ask that question and uh, you can't remember you really told me the answer. Okay. Now, would you like to ask me a question? Make it a bit more difficult for me now. Yeah. Can you name my cats? Cats? That means you've got more than one. Um. You, I'm not sure. Uh, coming through one, two, you've not got two, three, you've got four cats, is that right? Yeah. I'm not sure of the names of them. That's the audience, so you feel, guess? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first one, the first one was? Yeah. Aero? Yeah. Right. Second one? Aero? He not? Because met my mum. No, no. Third one? Yeah fourth one Coco is that right yeah I'm a bit freaked out now so now they are how because they're
0: watching your pussies absolutely brilliant yeah really funny really funny so yeah do you think being a stage hypnotist has helped you with your pantomime stuff Mm. Uh.
1: Yes, and no, I was always an idiot. When I, Even when I was in the Navy, I was an idiot. I was always messing yeah. about. Um, I used to write a weekly magazine at, at sea, so I'd get all the comments of people and, and make it. So I've always been totally mad. Yeah. And so it just helped, you know, and then, yeah, it just a natural progression yeah. to Panto, should we say, for want of a better word. Yeah, yeah. But it was well, yeah, a learning I mean,
0: yeah, I can imagine because you've done uh, or you normally do. Which is it? Is it the Doncaster, Sheffield, which Castle. one is it? Castleford. That's it. I, I knew it was there in the middle. Yeah. So, but yeah, I saw that last year, and that looked that looked like it was an amazing experience as well. Um, and yeah, you got to, you got to incorporate hypnosis within the pantomime as well, didn't you?
1: Well, yeah, it, it was it, a, a, a
0: spoof a, of it. Yeah, spoof. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Now to but, my time. Yeah. It was a good spoof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. So what's, what's, what's next for you? I mean, you know, what's your plans after, after all this is done with, you know, by Christmas or by, by whenever, what's your next plans? You've, you've already got a book out, um, yeah. which is the, is it the guide for a successful hypnosis? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That's the
0: successful asking. stage hypnosis guide, uh, yeah, yeah. which is a great book on Amazon. Yeah, and available on Kindle. So I will put a link to that in the uh, comment section as well. Um, and again, it's it's a great book from a working hypnotist. It's not a, a textbook, but there's, there's a few books out there for stage hypnotists that are called textbook stage hypnosis books. You go through it and it's the same stuff that's been regurgitated from the book before it and the book before it. And you can tell when that person isn't necessarily in the trenches, out there performing. Um, and, and your book you is is a good book for anyone that's interested in actually being successful in stage hypnosis. That's the plug done with. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what would you say, are, um, apart from your book, if you were to recommend another book for anyone else that's either been an inspiration to you on a business or a hypnosis level, what would that be?
1: Well, m- when I first got into hypnosis, um, it, I was reading um, – William Hewitt. It was only a, a, a hypnotherapy, and it was about seven pound. And it was a very good starter because it was uh, telling you A, B, C, D, what how to say it. You know, reading mm. the, the reading it out for, and then incorporating lose weight. Well, this is what you say for this. Uh, no smoking. Then you put this paragraph in. So that was a good book for for doing the hypnotherapy side. But mm. the Ormond McGill, the classic. One was what I initially bought, but when I bought it, I bought the original one, the the orange, the red book, yes, got years ago. And um, the, the trouble, well, not trouble with it. You will. I was learning in nineteen ninety three stage hypnosis from nineteen o one, yeah, not from nineteen ninety three. So yeah. I'm a hundred years. Later, still learning this slow, you know, hypno- hypnosis to put them in trance. Whereas I did it yeah. fast, and so that was was where I started.
0: I must admit, you know, I've I've seen your show, and you you put them in trance fast. Yeah. You know, uh, I know a lot of hypnotists kind of leave that bit out of any DVDs that they sell. Uh, if you get a chance to see Dave, go and see him because it is an education in rapid kind of inductions for the stage as well. So yeah, an absolute must. So yeah, um, again, being a a resort hypnotist in, in Ibiza and everywhere else, uh, you do a lot of back of room sales. I know in the UK, it's not as big as what it is kind of in, in America or in Spain or Ibiza. Um, you know, what's, what's your secret to that? Do you have any keys or tips for people that are wanting to up their back of room game as such?
1: Um, not really. I found it more difficult as the years went on. I, in the beginning, it was fantastic. Y- you could sell, you know, call to Newcastle. It was easy. Yeah. But as the years went by, it it was becoming real struggle to sell. Um, I video all my shows uh, for two mm. reasons: one to sell it, and one for uh, to keep in case of any any problems yeah. from any future. You know, if anybody wants to do your etc., I keep a copy of every show. Um, so um, no, it, it's just the people have changed. That they've got their own phones, so they're they're just happy to get that yeah. little bit of them, their friends on it, and you know. And then it's like you 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 want to sell the stop smoking CDs, blah blah. And I always would invite people to come and see me after the show and ask me any question, and say that somebody would come up from, let's say Newcastle, and they say. Oh, um, I don't know. I'd like to stop smoking, and I said, "Well, there's two things you can either uh, obtain a CD off me, or you don't have to buy one off me. You can get one off the internet, off anybody, you, anybody from the internet. Your choice, or you can. Uh, I'd refer them to. I wouldn't know any hypnotherapists in Newcastle, but I'd say, why don't you, you know, look on Google, or look at a hypnotherapist in your area, and they mm-hmm. go, well, how do, do you know them? I go, no, and they would say, well, how do not know they're any good?" And I went, how do you know I'm any good? And they go, because mm. I've just seen your show. And I said, but you know, the, the, everybody's doing, you know, they, they'd be able to help you. And I'd always refer yeah. to a hypnotherapy, always. Yeah. Always. Do and that's
0: so. there was there was a fair few years where the hypnotherapy community and the stage hypnosis community didn't didn't necessarily see eye to eye. A lot yeah. of hypnotherapists saw stage hypnosis as. Um, kind of belittling the craft of hypnosis or hypnotherapy. Whereas the reality is, you know, the principles that we use on stage, one, help the hypnotherapist in their practice room, and two, we're the best advert for hypnosis for change. Because if you can make Uncle Tom do something ridiculous and out of character on stage, then surely you can help someone stop smoking or lose weight. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I think sometimes it's easy for a hypnotherapist that hasn't experienced stage hypnosis to maybe go that this, this gives an, an unrealistic expectation. And it's kind of like, well, if that's what they expect, then give it to them. You know, when they come in your, your therapy room, give them some razzle dazzle, you know, have a swinging watch. Do meet their expectations and their beliefs. Yeah. There you go, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff has said it exactly there. I use my shows to fill my practice. What better advert for hypnosis than doing hypnosis? And I think, Absolutely. I think it's a confidence thing. Yeah, Brian. I Brian exactly says the same. If there were no stage hypnotist, hypnotherapy would be dead. Ex- yeah. Exactly that there's a lot of people and you'll get it on from stage shows as well i've had people come to me afterwards and go i didn't think i could be hypnotized because i went to go see a hypnotherapist once and i felt relaxed but i don't know if it worked or not and it's kind of like you want to give them a profound experience it's not for your ego in that therapy room if something weird happened and profound they'll go oh if that's happened then i have been hypnotized so there's definitely there's a middle ground where we we all meet that kind Mm -hmm. of helps everybody out so yeah I, yeah I always try and, and i know you do the same we do what we do to push hypnosis out there in a positive way
1: absolutely yeah i've done tons of hypnotherapy as well and i've had some amazing results and and it's some of them have blown my mind mm. you know but it's unbelievable what the mind can achieve so yeah absolutely yeah amazing
0: I mean it's one of the things and all as a performer you're the same. It's you know, we get our we get uh fix from being on stage and from helping people and entertaining people. And there's a lot of there's a lot of emphasis that should be put on when you're on stage entertaining people that you should be an entertainer.
1: Absolutely. Entertainer and doing hypnosis, not the Absolutely. other way. Absolutely. Yeah. And-
0: Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, I've I've seen it. Um, sometimes, sometimes I think the transition from hypnotherapy to stage hypnotist can be a challenge because it's a it's a different mindset. Uh, but like say ex military stand up comedian, if you've got an entertainment background, that helps. There's always exceptions to that, but you know it's it's you've got to be an entertainer first that uses hypnosis because when you do have a, a bad show and you can't get the volunteers doing what you want them to do, you know, as rare as they are, you've still got to be entertaining. That audience has still got to feel like they've got something from it, giving some value.
1: Totally
0: agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, where could, well, I was going to say, I'll get your website here, which is a great domain name, by the way. Um <laughs> stagehypnotist.co.uk. Uh, there's some stuff on there that people can buy from you. Your hypnotherapy stuff's on there as well. And I'll also put up a link in the descriptions later on for your Amazon book, which I would highly recommend. Um, and also, um, if you get a chance to see Dave in Panto, definitely do that as well. And uh, yeah, uh, background work. I mean, I do I've done a little bit of coronation street and some little bit of background work, but you've done some some rap videos, you've worked with some really cool people as well. Is that is that is acting an angle where you're going to go into now? Because who was the comedy magician you did? You did a, a, a sketch show as a comedy magician.
1: Can't you put me on the spot now? I'm probably... Oh, do you mean me taking the mic yes. out of me? Yes. Oh, Jiremo. Yeah.
0: That's it, gyromo that, doing... that, was, that was great, was that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought, yeah.
1: I well, I've n- I'm now going into um, writing comedy. So I've written two T V comedies. I wrote one last year and I was gonna put it on at a theatre and then I obviously had the heart attacks and I couldn't do it. And that and that one was um um called Terry and Jackie's English Ban. It's basically about um a comedy of people who go to Spain. Every year, and they they go to the same place, the same bar, they sit the same seat, they sing the same karaoke songs, they have the same drinks. They don't. Nothing's changed for twenty five years. Yeah. I wrote a comedy about that, and then quite. And then this year, in lockdown, I, I get a bit bored, and so I wrote <laughs> another comedy. And um, my partner is a Lionel Richie fan, and she's um, a member of Lionel Richie's fan club and so i decided to to just write all this comedy about um lion richie fan club and what they get up to and it's had Brilliant. amazing
0: Brilliant.
1: reviews and the yeah. scripts have been well good so that's what i'm doing at the moment writing while Fantastic. We're in- Yeah,
0: it's it's the best. When we started lockdown, I said I was going to write a book, um, but I've not done it, and it's too late now. So maybe that's for the next global pandemic. I'll write a book then. Never
1: too late, (laughs) Grant. You could be not doing a show for another two years, and
0: you. Oh, I know. I know. I, I mean, I try and stay positive, but literally every, every now and then the phone will ring and it'll be an agent, and I'm like, "Well, maybe they want a date," and they're like, "Can we just cancel this date?" and I'm like, "Oh, cheers, yeah, not a problem." Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Just
1: go with the flow.
0: Exactly. Do you know what it is? It's I had some dark moments at the beginning of this, as everybody did, um, but I'm now at the point where it's taught me a lot about my life and the negative habits and spending habits that I had. You know, you, you kind of you you build up a certain level of success. And it's all none of it means anything, nice. um, and this it's, it's it's a great leveler, you know. It's a great thing that makes you go none of that's important, none of that's important, and just just go like you said, go with the flow, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, I must I must mention your partner as well. I think you two are actually one of the cutest couples on Facebook. To be fair, ah. you're always when you're together, you're always so happy and beaming, which is a great thing to have. Um, yeah. And I think doing what we do it's good to have that support network at home as well. Someone that you can after a bad show kind of offload a little bit as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. So, so much. where's, where do you plan on going next? Where's your next dream holiday destination? Cause you've been everywhere. <laughs>
1: <At> Mars.
0: <laughs> Mars. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. but, um, I've no idea. We, we have a genuine no idea. I like to go far afield. I love Thailand. I love Asia. It's yeah. amazing. So, I don't know yet. Where, wherever they're going to let us in, I'll go yeah. in the sun. As long as it's sunny, I'll go, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And I must Where, admit,
0: consider, considering the uh, the weather we've had in this August, like it's oh. August and it's grey and rainy outside, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm going to stop paying my council tax until we get some sunshine, I think. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Dave. It's been an absolute pleasure to sum up. If you were to give any budding hypnotherapist that wants to be on stage uh, or anyone that's watching that wants to get into comedy or anything like that, if you were to give them one nugget, one piece of advice that you wish someone would have given you all those years ago, what would it be?
1: Follow your dream.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Guys, thank you very much for being with us. Dave, Thank you for taking the time out to spend this with us. Um, I wish you well, and uh, hopefully I'll see you on stage again very soon.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for allowing me to uh, be interviewed by you. Thanks so much.
0: All right, brilliant. Okay. Cheers. Thank you.
1: Bye now. Bye.
0: Bye.